Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Sunday School. That's a very piff dance you're doing. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Ben Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Part of that entertainment is our host, Pet. Other people include Carrot Top, David Copperfield, Blue Man Group, and a bunch of Cirque du Soleil shows. In case you're keeping score. But we're only going to talk to one of those guys today. Here he is, preaching the love, Ben Gillette. Preaching love, yeah. Preaching love for our last live show till I get back from Spain. Spain. I'm going over to Spain. I want to say this quickly, Sideshow Gelato yeah. is opening June 1st. Sideshow performers, sword swallers, magicians, along with the greatest, greatest gelato I've ever had. Yes. They have Penn's Gelato uh, at the shop, along with vegan pistachio. That is June 1st in Chicago. At 4819 Northwestern Avenue in Lincoln Square. Right. So uh, I stopped by there. It's true. I'm still baffled by, um, I mean, I know that your magic can be powerful, but uh, your your jelly bean trick is, uh, is, is tearing a couple apart from very far away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading about that. Um, they're arguing about how many jelly beans are in a carafe. And of course, yeah. it changes. Night to night. Yes. And we change the amount that's in there. But um, I'll say to Michael Kaplan. Well, should we let them in on the, 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 the full deal? The, the audience in on Michael Kaplan's deal. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it, but no, we should. Because okay. it's, it's long. There's marital strife <laughs> between uh, Michael Kaplan and his wife. Yes. Okay. Because they are arguing about how many... Uh, what the ballpark is of the jelly beans that we have in our show. Yeah. Now we have the number every night, but the ballpark of what it what it, what it is they want to know. Yeah. Now um, I'll just say this: I I don't want to ignore questions we get. Yeah. I want to be respectful. Yeah. To the people that uh, that ask questions. So Michael Kaplan, I'll just say, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Do you have a brain in your fucking head? Do you know fucking anything? What are you? How how dumb are you? 7,000? Jesus Christ. Do you know what the word thousand means? There are about- There's a 7,000-pound gorilla in the room. There are about, if you just want a rule of thumb, yeah. there's about a 1,000 jelly beans in a pound. Yeah. Okay? Now, I hold that carafe straight out- Without any bend in my arm right. for a long time, yeah. you think I'm holding seven pounds? <laughs> no, I'm not holding seven pounds. I'm holding about a pound and a half, Yeah, maybe two pounds. Yeah. And the amount that we show every night is somewhere between 12, 1300 and maybe up to 2100. 
Right. Okay. Now you, you say 7,000. Your wife says 1,800. Okay. 1,800 to 2,500. I'm saying, Michael, that I don't know why your wife is slumming it with you. <laughs> I mean, are you enormously well endowed? Are you fucking rich? Because I'll tell you, your wife is not with you because of your intelligence. I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. This guy used chat GPT to try to figure out the number of jelly beans. You know, they used to say that college didn't teach you information. Yeah. It taught you how to find out information. Yeah. Do you think chat GPT is the best way to find out how many jelly beans? First of all, we tell you on stage how many jelly beans. That should be your first fucking hint. <laughs> the fact that we give you the answer during the show. Second fucking hint is a quick type in regular Google. No machine learning. Oh, we're taking over. The whole world's being created into, to make paper clips. Oh, we're going to solve global warming by doing a virus that kills every human on the planet. No. All you need is a straight, old-fashioned Google search. How many jelly beans in a pound? A thousand. Then you've got to think, a 68-year-old man who's lazier than fuck and is doing a show every night, how many pounds is he going to hold up in a carafe every night? Is that number going to be seven pounds? No. no. Pick up a seven-pound dumbbell, okay? Hold it out straight in front of you and walk all around like I'm walking around on stage, <laughs> see if you're going to hold that. Now, what I'm telling you is your wife, yeah. she should be with someone who has a brain in their fucking head. Listen, um, I don't know if you've taken his name. If yeah. you have, you're as stupid as he is. So I'm not going to call you Ms. Kaplan. But whoever you are, mystery woman, yeah. get away from that chat GPT using moron. <laughs> You say the upper limit is 2500 Yeah. You think the container at Costco is slightly wider. By the way, it is the container at Costco. Okay. <sighs> Jesus Christ, this guy. 1,800 <laughs> jelly beans. Yeah. By the way, bingo. Yeah. Your wife is as right in this as she's been in every other fucking thing she's <laughs> ever said to you, Michael. I can tell from this one paragraph that every single disagreement you've had with your wife, she has been right. <laughs> you have been wrong. The only question left in my mind is how egregiously wrong you are, you fool. Does that answer your question, Michael? And Michael, uh, Michael, if you're a patron, I just want to say I respectfully disagree with Penn. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not a Patreon backer, then I agree with Penn. Now, I've just found out from Edward Vincent, who yeah. undoubtedly knows how many jelly beans are up his ass, unlike <laughs> Michael Kaplan. Uh, you could stick 10 jelly beans up Michael Kaplan's ass. Yeah. He would say, oh, that feels like 300. Yeah. Um, 
there's a character in the new Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, named Pen. Did you know that? that? I didn't. My uh, my my child must have not gotten to that section of the game yet. Mm. Well, Piff is a big Zelda fan. Yeah. And the character Pen does look a little bit like a bin chicken. Yep. And it's also a bird with arms. He's a bird, giant bird with arms. So Edward Vinson thinks in a very flattering way that maybe they got the name Pen from me. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be cool. Now, Pen Badgley. Yeah. He claims the name has nothing to do with me. Right. He claims it's because his father was holding a pen tennis ball while they were seeing the um, ultrasound. Ah, that's much more interesting. No. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm named it for a tennis ball. Take that. Yeah. He just wants to, uh, doesn't want to give me any credit for anything. Yeah. Pen badge. He's elusive. Yeah. If He's, pen is a Patreon member, I would respectfully disagree with me. <laughs> um, I'll just tell you, Penn Badgley's wicked good looking. Yes. If you say to yourself, I would like to look like one of the pens, mm -hmm. Penn Gillette or Penn Badgley. Yeah. I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, I would not hesitate to choose the latter. Right. If you're going to grow up to look like someone, go with Penn Badgley. He's wicked good looking. Yeah. Uh, Tony Cortest wonders, does Penn have any stories about meeting and hanging out, hanging out with the Beastie Boys? And the answer is no. Yeah. Isn't that awful? I've never met any of them. Yeah. Never met a one of them. I wish our paths had crossed. They seemed fascinating. Yeah. You crossed the run DMC. Mm-hmm. Crossed with a lot of folks. Yeah. I think I probably had an MTV award where we had done the, um, run DMC video. Yeah. And we were sitting with all the rappers. I was probably in the same section yeah, with the Beastie yeah. Boys, but uh, I sadly never met them. Yeah. And they seem, uh, they seem really, really interesting and just fascinating yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Still going through their book and loving their book. And Licensed to Ill is a, is a wonderful record. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not familiar with uh, the other stuff too much. I guess I've heard everything they've put out. Right. But like once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one I dug into was... Um, License to Ill. License to Ill. Yeah, yeah. Which was very, very nice. Okay, let's take a little break to tell you about this. You know, um, so many things online help us, make it easier for us. There are so many apps. You know, I'm traveling now. I'm in Great Britain. And uh, there's so many apps I can get things delivered, get things brought to me, even in a foreign country. And I tell you, with so many things helpful, digitized and automated, why do old school mailing and shipping? If you mail or ship often, use stamps.com. Calm. They do all the hard part for you. Simply print postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's really ready to go in minutes. And remember, they've been a sponsor of the show since 2013. Ten years of great service. I'm surprised that not all of you have it. But anyway, posters rates have increased again. Luckily, Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry. They have amazing partnership with USPS and UPS for unbeatable rates up to 84% off. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you the cheapest and fastest shipping options. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Great, great, great. And it's so easy to use. 
Even Matt Donnelly can use it for everything. Avoid the hassle and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PEN for a special office that includes four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term contracts or commitments. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code PEN. It's really good. Check it out. Hey, gentlemen, are you ready to take your skincare to the next level? With Father's Day just around the corner, it's time to seize the opportunity. Our trusted partners at Caldera Lab, the leaders in men's skincare, have the tools to improve the skin of the father figures in your life with their clinically proven products. Wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging are visibly reduced and surefire boost to their confidence this summer. Join Caldera Lab for the skincare upgrade trusted by countless men. Use code PEN at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. I, I've been using this stuff. I put it on my face. I used all the stuff. I used the cleaning stuff. I used the base. I went through all of it. It's high-performance skin care products, pharmaceutical grade, science along with nature's purest ingredients. Uh, twice a day, you use this thing. I got Clean Slate, base layer and the good. Uh, clean Slate cleans you up. Base layer gives you a fortifying moisturizer. And the good is the go-to right before bed, clinically proven multifunctional serum. And also they get this stuff called Icon that goes right around your eyes. It's really, really good. Uh, they do transparency, they do sustainability and excellence. So just check them out. Get 20% off with our code Pen at calderalab.com. C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com using the code PEN. Make father time a thing of the past this summer with the best skin care tools from Caldera Lab. Calderalab.com slash PEN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Now, are you uh, following any of the uh, uh, Martha Stewart on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated? I looked at it, and I liked it. Yeah. I think maybe I really, really like Martha Stewart. She's pretty hip. First of all, she went to jail for nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, she's uh, good friends with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Which is always nice. It's like Alice Cooper and uh, Groucho Marx. You don't expect it. 
Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I've never liked anything she's done because I don't care about that home shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every interview I've ever read with her, I really like her. Yeah. She seems great. She even said when she talked about it, she says, it took a bit of vanity to mm -hmm. do it, but also took a bit of courage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's well said. And she features the heavers. Yeah. As she should. Then other people are upset about that. Why? Because she, since they, they believe since she's obviously touched up a bit or whatever to make it look, you're, you're setting these really completely unrealistic beauty goals for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the 20th and 21st century. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My son would be uh, in a regular high school. Yeah. Would be one of the best looking, one of the most talented. He's not even in the running because the comp the competition is now international and fake. Yes. All of all of TikTok yes. is fake people doing fake shit. <laughs> but all all in the uh I, I I was shocked as a child to find out the Beatles did multiple takes of songs <laughs> and over tracking. I was under the impression they just walked in with perfect pitch and everything great with an idea in their head and played it once. I thought they played Sergeant Peppers straight through. I didn't know. So I thought I was not capable of, listen, of being in show business until I heard bootlegs. When I heard Paul McCartney singing out of tune, I thought, okay, I can juggle. <laughs> it's really that simple. It's a direct fucking line into show business by having bootlegs. Yeah. And absolutely, you put Martha Stewart after her staying away from bread for a month and doing Pilates once a week, and then you touch the living fuck out of every pixel on the fucking picture. Does it make other 81-year-olds feel like shit? Yes. Is it wrong? Yes. Is she an exception? No. Don't start with Martha Stewart. Start with the fucking Beatles doing Sergeant Peppers. Start with fucking Humphrey Bogart walking into a room. Start with Al Jolson doing multiple takes. Start there, you stupid motherfuckers. So I kind of like Martha Stewart. I like it too. They touch me up for the love of Christ. A guy who's supposed to look like a big, ugly, fucking piece of shit gorilla. They go in and they make my eyes look a little wider. Yeah. They take some of the wrinkles off my face. I'm 68 fucking years old. <laughs> I'm an old fuck. And when I was in my prime, I wasn't in my fucking prime. <laughs> I'm an ugly, fat fuck. I'm still fat, okay? I lost 110 pounds, and I'm still fucking fat. And I have the look on my face of a guy who was fat. <laughs> I have never in my life been attractive, and they fucking touch me fucking up. Tell her, <laughs> an ugly little humunculus, a little fucking ugly piece of shit, bald fucker, right? Ugly as shit, receding hairline, wrinkles all over his face. They spend hours and hours and hours and hours touching us up. Yeah. 
They take the head from one picture of me, head from another picture of Teller. Oh, we'll take a little bit off their waist because they look too fat. We'll clean them up. Two people who no one, not one human being. Oh, we have about a quarter million people come see us a year. We've been working here 20 years. That's a lot of people (laughs) who've seen our show. Out of all those motherfuckers. There has not been one person, not one person, who has come to see Penn and Teller because, boy, those guys are pretty good looking. (laughs) I want to go see a couple of good looking guys on stage. Hey, honey. It's, it's, it's Friday night in Vegas. We're having a nice dinner. Let's go see a couple of good looking guys. How about Penn and Teller? (laughs) There's not a reason on God's green earth to touch up Penn and Teller. Yeah. And they touch up Penn and Teller. Yeah. You could just put a sign up that said Penn and Teller. Oh, we do. Without a picture. And people go, oh, Penn and Teller. I don't know what we do, you know? Maybe we do a good magic trick. Maybe we say something interesting or funny. Maybe there's a joke or two. But good looking is not in the equation. So they touch us up. Now imagine the fucking people on the covers of magazines who cannot do a single solitary thing, cannot do a double lift, whose false shuffle is worse than yours. People who can't sing, can't dance, can't do nuclear physics, can't fix a car, can't fucking do one fucking thing in the world, can barely fucking feed themselves. All they are good at is being good looking. That's their job. You put them in a magazine, of course you fucking touch them up. And you end up with a human being who does not look anything like a human being. There is not a human being on the planet, including the human being who's on the cover, who looks like that, who has ever looked like that. Ever. Does that fuck up an entire species of living things? Yes. Does it destroy those living things? Yes. The difference in their self-esteem and their happiness from a hunter-gatherer to now looking at TikTok and fucking magazines every fucking second where an 81-year-old woman doesn't have wrinkles, is that going to fuck up a species? Yes. Yes. Don't worry about the butterflies not migrating properly (laughs) because of light pollution and global warming. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the mountain gorillas not having the proper habitat. Fuck the elephants in the ass. We are fucking up ourselves with pictures of Martha Stewart. (laughs) I agree with you. But did I say... Oh, you're going to put me on the side of the building 300 feet tall? Yeah. Uh, don't touch me up. I didn't say that. I said I didn't want to see the picture after they touched it up. I don't look at my pictures from photo shoots. Right. Uh, I'm embarrassed. Unless Glenn sends it to you to show you how upset you are in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. When your show opens up, does anyone go like, wait a minute? 
You You're look- not as good looking as you are on this side of the building. That's too bad, because I came to see you, because you're so goddamn good looking. Woo-hoo! Look at that guy on stage. Look at that big hunk of California meat. Woo-hoo! Those are a couple good looking guys up there. You know, I ain't gay, but I would do either one of them. They are so good looking. I don't know, I don't know what accent I'm doing. I don't know either. No. Those smooth skin sailors right there. That's who I'd shack up with. Mm. Jim Morrison on that covers nothing compared to them. <laughs> um, yeah, they took Debbie Harry. Okay? Yeah. And they touched her up on the album covers. Debbie Harry, who's already good enough to depress you right, and make you think uh, no one should ever look at anybody else. Right. They touched her up after that. You know, you start with the raw material, like Debbie Harry, Paul Newman, um, Marielle Hemingway. Yeah. I mean, some of the best looking people I've ever seen in person. Yeah. That's the raw material you start with, and then you, uh, you fuck that up. I am not in any way joking with anything I said. Right. None of that's a joke. We are watching it. We watched it destroy us, and we're watching it destroy our children. Our children are watching five, six, seven, eight hours, 10 hours, 15 hours a day of social media with carefully curated images that our children can never, ever, ever live up to because they do not exist. And the monkey brain... Going back, well, according to Trump, millions of years, (laughs) that monkey brain thinks it's seeing and reacting to someone in the tribe of 100 to 200 people. Yeah. Who's that much better than they are. And it is absolutely soul-crushing and heartbreaking. You know, it's... it's bad enough when you were seeing still pictures and stuff here and there, and you were seeing a few people like that. It, it was hard enough. Yeah. But now I just can't imagine if I were starting, when I started to learn to juggle, I didn't have constant videos of four-year-olds that were better than me at it. Right. When I started to learn music, I didn't have six-year-olds playing Van Halen riffs. On guitar. Yeah. We've got this global community where we have psyches meant to compete in terms of self-image, meant to compete with 150 people. Yeah. And we are competing with 8 billion. Yeah. But let's just say, throw out nine-tenths of those. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is true. You know, I was talking about... Uh, 800 million people we're competing with. I mean, just think about, you use the phrase one in a million. Yeah. There are eight of those in New York City. Right. You don't have a chance. And I don't know how how you can expect any sort of healthy self-esteem. Yeah. So you only people, you have people like Trump who are oblivious to people being better than him. I mean, that's what essentially you have. Yeah. He thinks he's smart, 
because he's oblivious. And if you were smart enough to, what is it, the Kruger-Helger, what is it? Dunning-Kruger. Dunning-Kruger thing. Um, if you are smart enough to realize you're not smart, you're, you're fucked. You're fucked. The only people who are going to have supreme self-confidence are the people who don't deserve it. I don't see any other way to see it. I don't see any other way to see it except for a oblivious psychotic like Donald Trump to have the power to say I'm really good. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, um, I can't say his name, and I should be able to, but Sanjay Gumpty, the guy on uh, CNN. Sanjay Gupta? Yeah. He just, uh, he just uh, did a thing on CNN that I just read about how screen time is destroying our children. Yeah. And it is so, I mean, the, the feeling of impotence is so overwhelming because I see clearly yeah. the damage that social media is doing to my children, and there is no way I can figure to stop it. Can't take their phones away. Can't control what they're doing. That would do other consequences that were terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't get back to a hunter-gatherer uh, culture because right. I wouldn't live for... I mean, it would be great. Oh, Ben, we're now in a tribe. We're now hunter-gatherers. Oh, you're dead. That's how long it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'd be delicious. You'd be <laughs> a delicious winter meal. Yeah. It's amazing. There is this... Um, Pathological mental train coming at my children at uh, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. They are tied to the tracks with their social media, and I'm sitting in a lounge chair watching them. It's that simple. Yeah. That is frightening. I mean, when I was in my early comedy groups, I thought there was no one else doing what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Now you could not have that. And having that as a child is all the power. Yeah. That's all the power in the world. When you feel like you are unique, when you feel like no one's ever thought this before, so I got to get it out there, you know, especially as an artist, like that's, that's a very powerful driver. But we go to every single, every single element. Um, when I was in high school and first had sex yeah, uh, with my girlfriend in high school, I don't know how old I was, 16, whatever I was, this is going to sound like a joke. And I'm not even going to play it as a joke because it's not a joke. We thought we invented things. <laughs> yeah, no joke. No, I know. We thought we invented sexual things. We thought there were sexual things that we enjoyed that no one else had ever done. Completely sincerely. Right. And I will get her on the phone right now and she'll tell you that's true. Now, there's not a 12-year-old who hasn't seen everything in porn. Right. No way they're going to ever, ever feel that. Yeah. No way they're going to ever feel that they found a, a cool way to open a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. I mean, go to any level. Go to profound. Yeah. They're never going to think that they're faster at doing three-digit multiplication in their head than anybody else. Right. They're never going to think that they invented sexual things. They're never going to think, oh, I was the first one to open a jar of peanut butter and write my initials on the top. Right. No, because there are TikToks of 10,000 people doing that. 
I mean, to give an example that I don't know is true. Yeah, yeah. Just statistically, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where it's going to be. Right. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, yes, I just want to show off a little bit here. We're talking about Martha Stewart. <laughs> you thought he has no idea what he's talking about, does he? Talk about Martha Stewart. Yeah. So, um, blame Martha Stewart for that. Blame Sports Illustrated for that. But please, blame them in the order. Yes. That it's the problem. Yeah. Blame them in the order. Start your blaming. All you've got to do is list the names of people who are to be blamed. Yeah. And I guarantee you, the infant born the day that Martha Stewart cover came out will be 81 and you will not have finished the list of just the names <laughs> 24 hours a day that you blame before you blame Martha Stewart. Right. But you can get to her. Yeah. But do it in order. Sergeant Peppers. Blame Sergeant Peppers. I will. We'll start with that. Blame the first person that did a second take. Yeah, who's that? I don't know. Al Jolson, fuck him. He was a racist anyway. <laughs> he was a mean wife beater, bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's blame Al Jolson. Yeah. But I mean, don't we really blame uh, uh, Edison? That's who I want to get to. Mm -hmm. Edison. Edison was a nut, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Anti-Semitic, certainly. Right? No, I was, yeah, I was trying to, like, my son's been getting into, like, more rap. Or do I confuse Edison with Ford? Those are two different people. They sure are. So I apologize because I think I was talking about Ford. Okay. Your son's getting into rap? Yeah, no, I was talking about like rap rap battle culture and insult yeah. culture and that kind of where yeah. it came from or whatever. And um and he was trying to like wrap his head around it. I was like, he goes, Is it which which show is this on or where do I watch it? And I was like, I don't there's a lot of it's not anywhere. I was like trying to explain, I was like, back in the day you would just do things that gathered people around you two there and if that was enough people you felt successful <laughs> i was like there's there's a small local scene where if, the, if if you created a thing that people hung out with hung out at you would go do that you also have scorekeeping in a way that we didn't have oh it's unbelievable i mean you the number of likes the number of views yeah 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 you know uh i didn't know when i did street shows i didn't know how many people were watching them there was a bunch. Right. There was a bunch. And when I tell the stories now, I can make up any number I want. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. Were there, could have been as few as 50. Could have been as many as 500. It. I don't know. You were, and, and more importantly is you're remembering the energy of that. Yeah. Like there was enough of oh. a big enough crowd where it felt complete or you had the full scope of what was happening. I was out for dinner with Mac King. Yeah. Handsome Jack. Yeah. And Hondro. And we talked for two hours. Yeah. And I think somebody, and it might have been me, pulled out their phone once to show a picture of something. But most of the time, we were relying on eyewitness accounts. Yeah. Which are not accurate, but are poetic. It's amazing how everything crashes in a conversation when you say, it was an amazing moment, let me show you. Yep. Because all of a sudden, there's a screen between me and the person. Yeah, I've gotten a little bossier about that. I really, I'm with you on that 100%. Tell I, me about it. 
I tell me about. I went and saw Taylor Swift. She did this amazing thing on stage. Put your phone away. Yes. Describe it to me. Yes, yeah, so you don't need to find it. Just tell me. What I care about. Yeah. What I really care about is you. Yeah. I don't care about Taylor Swift or what happened. I care about your perception because you're my friend. Yeah. We need to hold on to that. Yeah, like a, a very like real example will probably come up our way. Like whereas like uh, after we die, it'd be very easy. I think, but by the time either one of us die, to make a a Chat GPT robot of us that, mm-hmm. could, that could. I believe the rumor is yeah they're trying really really hard to do that with Amazing Jonathan. Oh yeah, which seems really easy. He just says fuck you and lies to you. <laughs> I think maybe Chat. GPT is already yeah. amazing, Jonathan. <laughs> but things like, would you rather your children talk to that bot or talk to people who knew you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, like, uh, I, the, the accuracy is not the important part. No, no. When I, you know, right before, not right before, but in the final years of my parents' lives, I thought about um, sitting them down and doing long interviews with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On video. Yeah. So I would capture their stories and what they thought. And I made a conscious decision that now seems prescient. Um, I think I said that word wrong, prescient. To- um, That's possessionte. Possessionte. To not do it. And part of that is laziness. But part of that is- I'm going to say this in slightly spiritual terms, but you know I don't mean it that way. Right. My mom is with me all the time. My dad is with me all the time. They talk to me. Um, They give me advice on everything I'm doing. Yeah. I have a chat GPT without any software of my parents and my sister living in my head. Yeah. And that's not all. There's there's Jerry Camaro. There's Mike Nesmith, uh, Hal Wilner, um, Gilbert. Uh, wow, yeah, Gilbert, Saget. All these people that are part of me. And when I think about Gilbert, when I think deeply about Gilbert, I don't go back to pictures. I don't go back to his roasts. I go back to my feelings about him, which are not accurate. What I can't seem to communicate to my family is what I'm loving is the inaccuracy. When I talk to my children about my mother, their grandmother, I don't want to tell them about Valda Gillette. I want to tell them about what Valda Gillette meant to me. Yeah. And that is a difference that I'm so afraid is being lost. And especially people, um, pro-science skeptics, that I try to consider myself as one, we're supposed to want to go back to source material. But this is not about science. This is about poetry. Mm-hmm. And when friends of mine told, tell me about their first Zappa concert, I want them to tell me about their first Zappa concert, 
I don't want to see video of the first Zappa concert. There's that uncomfortable thing where uh, used to happen in rock and roll where I'd be at a show and I'd have my whole memories of that show. Yeah. And then something would come up that would show me the memories were wrong. Well, I saw Springsteen at the State Theater. It was not sold out. It was 73. And I remember a clear memory of him doing Wild Billy's Circus Song. That's been a really important thing to me, really important, and stuff that he said. And I will tell you, I'm sure that's not the way that happened. Right. I won't even say maybe. I'm sure he didn't say the things. If that New Jersey State Theater concert came out on video or just on audio, which it probably has, yeah. it's probably a bootleg somewhere, I would not listen to it. Because it would take away the actual Springsteen performance. Because the actual Springsteen performance did not happen on magnetic recording tape. The actual performance happened in my head. Yeah. And what he communicated to me, and we see it that way, is a one-on-one personal thing. When people come and tell me that they saw a trick that Teller and I did. Yeah. And I know for a fact they're wrong. I don't want to correct them. Right. Because something happened that night in their head that's poetic and real. So, boy, when my children say something happened in school today, watch, I feel like they're robbing me of a part of their heart. Yeah. Because I want to hear what they filter stuff to be, what it becomes how it happens, you know, when even the funny animal video, you know, sometimes those are really fun to share, but sometimes I saw a duck in an army uniform and he's just running down a hill. That might be better to hear from your child than to see the video. Yeah, definitely. By the way, I have never seen a duck in an army uniform running down a hill. And if you do have video of that, send it to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear you tell me about it. Send it to me. No, I was even just thinking about like, this is a slightly different direction where I really hear you. For years when I taught improv uh, in New York, anytime someone clearly had a breakthrough and they were gracious enough, you know, to come up and say, you know, it's because in your class I learned, they always said something with words that I never used. Yeah. And that was when I knew they got it. Right. Like I was like, anyone who could come up with their, with their notes they took and read things verbatim to me, I wasn't seeing that click in their performance. You know what I mean? And also, what they're saying back to you Yeah. is the, yeah, you just said this, but it's yeah. the real communication. Yeah. And if they said, here's what I learned from Matt Donnelly, listen, that doesn't include them. No. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, there's something about that well, personal I, processing. Oh man! When I watched uh, Joni Mitchell at the um, what was the folk festival, jazz festival, whatever the fuck it was, yeah, where she was there and Paul Simon was there, and that amazing moment that comes through on video, and I want to see on video. Yeah. When they showed a shot of the audience, and virtually everyone was holding up their their phones. phones to shoot it 
Yeah. I just thought, man, don't you want to be there? Yeah. Don't you want to fucking be there? Yeah. Uh, at the Jim Gaffigan show, guy right next to me got his phone out and the usher comes up and starts flicking at his face or whatever to give him a stop. And I'm missing all that show while that's happening. Yeah. You're like, what the? It's a guy on stage with a microphone. Like, you have a ticket stub. Like, what are you doing? You yeah. know? Why'd you arrive? Yeah. The, 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 I've seen that Jim Gaffigan is available on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and having a video of a joke instead of a, even just a picture, I maybe understand more, but just all that stuff. Yeah. Tiger Woods had that thing happen where he won a major, like it was more than 10 years apart from his last major. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was startled uh, as he had the crowd cheer for him as he went back to the clubhouse. And he said, uh, what was so, you seemed like a little weirded out or whatever. And he said, uh, last time I had done something like that, I heard clapping and applause. And all I heard was roaring. And I looked around and just saw cameras. Yeah. And it was a totally different feeling going back to the clubhouse. So it took him a second to kind of process what was yeah. happening around him. And and there's no way back from that. Yeah. There's but, no Yeah. And Springsteen says that. Springsteen says, you know, he used to be known for popping up on doing shows here and there. Wherever he was on stage, he'd just pop up on stage and sit in with a band. Mm -hmm. And he said now he's less inclined to do it because as soon as he does, just he just sees a seat of phones come out to film it. Yeah. And that's a prime example of if you're at a small, you know, club in a small bar in Jersey and some band was playing and Springsteen walked in and got up on stage and sang the songs, boy, do I want to hear your story about that. And boy, yeah. do I not want to well, watch that camera. Gary U.S. Bonds. Yeah. I remember a couple of friends of mine when Gary U.S. Bonds was playing and Springsteen was in his, um, in his court case. Yeah, and with uh, what? Steve Mike No, Mike Appel was oh, it? Oh, 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 when he was in the oh yes, in the court case yes. with Appel, and he, he couldn't. Is that the name? I don't know. Appel, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't perform on stage. Yeah, for four years. He would sneak in and play with Gary U.S. Bonds. Yeah, and I'd hear from friends of mine who saw the show, and boy, you don't want to hear that recording. No. Also, uh, that's an event. That once it's recorded, it's no longer an event. Oh, Springsteen didn't really know the words, and he wouldn't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's smiling, but the sound quality is bad. But, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're there, you were just living to that song. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know how we get back from here. I mean, there will be a revolution very shortly, and there will be people 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, like punks, yeah, who will not have phones and will not record anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will happen. Yeah. And there'll be people trying to document it. <laughs> and there'll be people kind of like enjoying things for themselves and just not necessarily having to think about how unique it is in order to make it feel like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's going to have to be taught instead of just be a feeling. Yeah. But boy, you know, um, with my children, my son doesn't think he's good at things that uh, he's much, much, much better than I was at. He doesn't think he's good at them because he is, his comparisons are totally to, uh, to Martha Stewart and her swimsuit. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I Because first, the only like real answer to shake out of that, because uh, I'm living in that space, it, it, like what, what makes me, you know, I make a living as a podcaster and a magician. Mm -hmm. I am not great at either. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of people who are much more famous at it and much better at it than I am. But the only answer that I have is like, I got kids and I still have a market. 
mm-hmm. right? Like there's still enough m- money that comes in from what I do the way I do it mm-hmm. to keep my kids in their house and in their classes and in their mm-hmm. extracurricular activities. So you keep going, you know. But I mean, when I learned to juggle three balls, yeah, I was the only person I knew who could juggle three balls. Right. The only person I knew. Because my group was 150. Yeah. I was the only juggler. You learn to juggle three balls now. What is the number, ready? Two million videos of people juggling three balls on YouTube? Oh, there's got to be more than that by now. Yeah. yeah. How can you feel good about that? Yet it's a good accomplishment. Yeah. So and nice- impressing your friends with shit should count. Yeah. Can't do it now. Because that's going to that's, that's gonna be the, the weird lesson with this chat you know, and bot stuff that's going to happen in the next 10 years is like, yeah, all of it's possible. Who the fuck's going to listen to it? Yeah. There's probably 2 million flair bartenders alone. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But when you please a crowd of 200 people at a bar, that should still feel good. Yeah. And I'm going to go do that in the UK. Yeah. I hope I will be pleasing people doing shows in the UK and then in Spain. And there will be young- What's with all the wrinkles? <laughs> I thought you were a piece of ass. Get off the stage. Yeah. Uh, I'm going I'm going over there and you know, if you go to Sideshow Gelato, that's yeah. part of the idea. June 1st in Chicago, there will be young people doing skills that you can see millions of people do. On the internet, yeah. but they'll be doing it fucking live. In your face. In your face. That was, in your face, Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. You know we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly. You got anybody to thank? Yes, I want to thank the following people who support this show and all the people who work for it over at patreon.com slash pen. I want to thank Joe Bethar Bowers, Adam Stickney, acts weird as shit but is enjoyed by Nathan Julian, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel, a couple weeks old, but I wonder if the Pornhub magician is Chris Angel. If it is, he has a question. <laughs> David K. Blue Drinks Films uh, says, clear your cookies, baby. Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, Lindsay Minshew, Stephen White, Michelle Yeiser, Rogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Damian Martin, Adam Luce is happy to hear Penn's ear is on the mend, Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Scott Kelly, Adam Berzins, Matthew Applehands, and Fractured Adventures. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.